0: Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. This is part two to Kenosha's two-part episode. So if you haven't listened to part one, please take an opportunity to um, listen to that first. She really talks about herself growing up, doing cheerleading, being successful, becoming a Rams cheerleader, and then as she transitions and moves to D.C. So I first off want to tell all of my listeners Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving and I hope everyone enjoys this. And I, we again, thank Kenosha for her time and telling her story to continue on. So you, you we, you, you kind of like moved the conversation on to DC, which is great. And I, I was yeah. thinking to myself, um, Oh, good. This is a great transition. So, <laughs> Cause you were talking about buying the house and moving. Yeah. And so, yeah. so I, I, a lot of the times the people that I speak to are still very young into their, the, they're in their first they Right. You know, they, they might, I call them chapters or, or careers, you know? So yeah. you're, you, they're in that and first my, chapter. And, and to be honest, I honestly think you're in like your third chapter because you have three I mean, main. Yeah. You have three major four family is one, Fourth but you kind of right, yeah. right. right. <laughs> um, you know, first, first one is cheerleading. That's a big impact. Family's one. Um, Doing your own TV show slash radio show, and then also um, being part of the uh, program with Mrs. DC. So, mm-hmm. how did you like? So, moving to DC is is doing the the pageant. Is that kind of the same the reason why you do cheerleading? Was that a, a opportunity uh. to be part of the group? Was it was it an opportunity to? Um, to like build a community around you, like, what what was the yeah. reason to do uh, a pageant? Because Absolutely. in the the last hour that we talked about, it didn't sound like you had participated in doing pageants at all so no
1: (laughs) good ear good ear so um so when i relocated here to the dc area um i live on the maryland side um in 2011 so i relocated a year after um we were married and um relocated my husband is originally from the dc area um, his parents have a practice here. Um, we actually together work together in dermatology. That's another part of it. I kind of changed careers and went back to school. Um, but you know, in moving to an area that was um, I was familiar with the area just because we had been together uh, for a while at this point, and so I had an opportunity to travel back and forth to the d c area. However, um, I wasn't immersed in the D.C. area and I wasn't immersed in the community. And as somebody who was so immersed and so involved in my hometown, and my home community, um, after, I guess, a year or two, um, especially after our son was born a couple of years after, um, well, he was born in 2013. So about three years after we were married, two years after we were here. Um, I really was missing that piece that would allow me to be a part of the community. And, um, we, so like to... fellowship,
0: like a community. Oh, interaction. Yeah, all of
1: it. I, yeah, I, I think all of it. We, you know, we belong to, um, our church. Our, so we had our church community, mm-hmm. which was one thing. Of course we had our, Health, um, our health community and the medical community that we were a part of uh, with practice and things of that nature, but not really in the same way that I was very involved um, back home. And so over the course of a couple of years, I started looking for ways to be involved. Um, I did joined the DC STEM network prior to, um, anything else because they offered the opportunity to be a mentor as well as be a facilitator, um, for, um, for STEM related, uh, projects and activities within the schools, uh, in the DMV area. And so I did that and, and based I, on your- you know, I was,
0: based on your background, just to follow people with it, and yeah. you know, you, you have a background in, uh, um, in science and everything. And yeah. so, yeah. I
1: yeah. mean,
0: that's a natural fit for you to, yeah, to- it was a
1: natural fit. Um, I was a gems facilitator, um, for many years back home and gems is, um, stands for girls excelling in math and science. And GEMS was actually an organization that was brought about a very long time ago, a little more than 20 years ago. Um, not very long, but, uh, well, at this point, about 30 years ago, um, actually within, um, military families that, um, and, and, schools that existed on military bases. I am from a military family as well, but GEMS, girls, excelling in math and science. I was a facilitator back in St. Louis for that. And so I was looking for, um, a a gems organization here in the area. And most of them were directly attached within schools. So that was a little harder. Um, and that's how I found the DC STEM network. So yeah, so that was something where I felt like, okay, I'm giving back on the educational side of things, which is something that I was accustomed to doing. Um, And so I I got a great deal of pleasure from doing that. And so worked with them kind of for a year or so. That was about 2015, uh, 2014, 2015. And then um, in 2015, um, I actually ended up connecting with a, um, an acquaintance, a girlfriend of mine um, from the area who actually also happened to be a former Rams cheerleader, uh, as well as a former Chiefs cheerleader, that happened to see on social media that I was now living in the area, and she at the time was the current director for um, Miss United States, DC, Maryland, and I believe Delaware at the time. And so she was actually looking, she saw that I was there. We connected personally, just kind of messaging each other. And then she saw that we had a uh, dermatology practice and they were obviously looking for sponsorships. She actually also was connected with the Baltimore Ravens cheerleaders and she um, had connected us with them as well. Cause they were also looking for, you know, some um, uh, a skincare sponsor and things of that nature, but that's how we connected. But she actually was a 2014 uh, contestant in the Mrs. DC of America, Mrs. DC of America pageant. And she began to tell me about it and she said, oh, you should participate. Um, She was also the wife of a military, a military wife and veteran. And so um, she got involved because she happened to be she relocated to this area um, on the Virginia side, being from the Midwest. Um, and then like two months after or so, after she relocated, her husband was sent off on tour. And so she was just kind of sitting here like, what do I do? And that's how she got involved. And so she was telling me about the organization. I had never, as you mentioned, ever been involved in a pageant before. Never done one. Um, had plenty of girlfriends who did growing up. But I had never competed or participated in a pageant, um, and this so was you, definitely something that was going to be different for me and out of the box if, you know, if I chose to do it.
0: So th- no, n- not even one thought that, that that's something that you would want to do in St. Louis? Okay. Never. No. Never. Okay. <laughs> it just
1: wasn't on my radar
0: at and, all. And walking and so... walking in a dress on stage and have people ooing and holling I mean, is not something yeah, that I mean... that you would that you'd be interested in doing. I mean, you <laughs> oh, you're basically a in bikini. Time. Well, you basically in my opinion, you're basically in a bikini um at Rams games. So basically. 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 But yeah, so, yeah, basically. So so having a dress on having a dress on should be less intimidating, but
1: well, are, are they yeah, the
0: same guess, or less or? No,
1: I think they're, they're less because the thing about it is that with cheering, I guess the difference, um, especially even in, um, I guess,
0: uh,
1: auditioning. And so my with auditioning and doing something for that, um, you have, okay, so you have subjective versus objective. And even though both components are there, especially, you know, auditioning in the NFL, um, you've got both components there. So, you know, of course, with you have your subjectivity, which is obviously um, uh, is a lot easier because the subjectivity, especially when auditioning, is more about your talent and your skill. Mm -hmm. You know, can you do this? Can you do that? Can she complete you know, this routine and how does, you know, can uh, your kicks, your, you know, those kinds of things, which are all based upon your own skill. Of course, there's a little objectivity in there that you have nothing to do with because it is someone else's judgment about maybe your appearance or how you look, or if they think that you will fit into the squad. However, I felt that with pageants, not necessarily the pageant that I competed in, um, but especially I feel like some of the other pageants, especially with the younger pageants, when I was younger, I felt like to me they felt like they were completely uh, um, subjective. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to be subjected to something like that where someone's just giving me just giving their opinion about me. Um, and I actually remember telling, um, my friend Laura about that. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I just want to be judged on whether or not somebody likes my dress or likes how I look in my dress. I don't know if that's really my style. And so, um, but she did tell me, you know, more about it. Um, the more I learned about it and the more that I learned about the organization, and especially on the Mrs. side, which is definitely more about philanthropy as opposed to, you know, like your scholarship pageants and things of that nature. Um, I was a little more intrigued. And then I was also a little more interested in the possibility of how it would allow me to become um, more you know, involved in the community. So that is truly what kind of led me to, um, to consider it. And I was actually planning to compete in the 2015 pageant, um, because I had found out about it, but it it just, it, by the time I found out about it, it was really, it just felt really quick and I didn't want to be rushed. I really wanted to do my due diligence considering I had never done one before and properly prepare myself. So, I chose to not compete in the 2015 pageant and wait a year, and competed in the 2016 pageant.
0: Well, clearly waiting to 2016 was in your best interest. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um not to uh, to to burst the story, but you became Mrs. DC of America. So congratulations! I did on I your did, first I did. your first and only pageant that. <laughs> competing in to win a state title. So that oh, is thank a thank you, thank you. A, that is a I call it a say savant. I have another friend who literally competed in only three pageants and won all three state pageants. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I, well, and I, I think
1: some of it has to go it has to do with again, you know, I think we talked about this in um part one of the interview. I think it's, you know, mindset. Um, I remember my coach,
0: but that's all about like, we're talking about, it's all those steps that have you come Yes. you know, perhaps, perhaps if you weren't on that course, you wouldn't have been able to be so successful, but that was all set up from the beginning because there was things that were instilled in you and that you're instilling in your family to, to continue the cycle of positive. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I think, I think also, again, you know, getting to a place of understanding. And as I said before, I think this happens with maturity and growth and age um, where you learn and you know yourself um, and you understand the things that you require to be successful um, for yourself, you know, as opposed to just the, you know, generic of, well, if you do this and, you know, someone else telling you, here's the textbook, that's what I always call it, the textbook way, because sometimes the textbook way is not going to be your way or it's not going to work for you. So you have to, it's great to have the textbook <laughs> and say, okay, here's the guides. Um, but then you have to figure out what is going to work for you. Um, I had yeah. a lot of people ask me, you know, well, how did you prepare? Um, I did choose to hire a coach. Because for me, I hadn't competed in pageants before. So I wasn't 100% sure about everything. Um, Had I walked or run away before? Sure. Have I worn long dresses? Sure. Have I, you know, I'm a dancer. I can do, there's a lot of things that I can do that come naturally as far as movement goes. But I had never done a pageant. Um, And so I don't know what necessarily it meant to Model for a pageant, um, what a gown walk or a swimsuit walk should be. Um, going through, I've interviewed my, you know, for myself, and I have interviewed other people. I have spoken to the Pope before, but that doesn't mean I've interviewed for pageant,
0: <laughs> right? Of course.
1: And so I needed to have these tools, um, and you know, I am a person that is. As I said, um, I'm I'm all about learning, and mm-hmm. I'm all about um, again, you know, taking the time to do and be the best person I can. Now, does that mean that somebody can't do that without a coach? Absolutely, you know. I just chose that was the route that I chose, and it wasn't someone that I met with all the time, you know. But it was very um, distinct. But I do remember my coach asking me uh, one of our very first meetings. Uh, saying, are we doing this for fun? Are we doing this to win? And
0: I like that question. I, I really do like that.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't hesitate. I said, well, I don't do anything just, just for fun. Not that I don't do it for fun, but I don't do anything just for fun. So I'm here to win. And that didn't mean I knew that I would or that I knew how, but that's what I'm in it for. And I think that I've always had that mental state in whatever I do. So even if I have no idea how to do something or I've never done it before, I'm still always going to pursue it with the idea of being successful at it. And I think that in a nutshell. So it didn't matter. It wasn't so much about winning. And I I understood what he meant. Um, And my coach actually happened to be someone that I met a long time ago. Um, in the dance world. And it was so funny because he remembered me from probably 20 years before as as, um, someone who um, performed during like a Nutcracker performance at like a theater in Chicago. I mean, it was so hilarious. I was like, Oh my God, you have the best memory ever. But um, yeah, you know, I do think that you have to go into something No matter how you feel about it. And was I scared? Absolutely. This was completely out of my box. Completely away from anything that I knew anything about outside of the fact of being on stage. Have I been on I've been on stage all my life. But I've been on stage in different types of capacities. And so
0: But it's still a competition. It's still but it was still a competition. And you had and you had the even though you didn't know the the players, you had the people around you. Like you said you you had a pageant coach that you, that you already knew for a long time. So, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, a great coach um, just knows how to put the pieces together to make a great team. Right. So, you right. know, you're, you're your well, own personal coach. So you just knew you how have to, to
1: be, you have to be, you have to be your own personal coach, no matter what. You and, know, and you even, knew how to put your players, you,
0: you know, you know how to put your players together to make you yeah. be successful. So,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Every good team, you have to just know you can have the best people around you, but if you don't know how to arrange them in your favor, then it's not going to matter.
0: <laughs> I mean, doing a pageant as a married woman do, do you have any suggestions? Like, would you would you say would you would you recommend it for someone who um, just wants fellowship and more friendship or or do you think that you need to bring people there to be more comfortable? Or do, you, are you doing it more as an outreach to build your own business? Like, what are the the real reasons well, I think, to, um, to, to do a pageant I, I think, when you're married?
1: Yeah. I think everyone, obviously, is going to have their own motivations for why, you know. For me, it was honestly, win or lose, it was to understand and get more involved in the DC community. I knew from doing my research that this particular pageant in the uh, DC area was highly involved in, uh, community aspects. They had lots of, um, uh, of connections, meaning that, you know, they were highly respected by a lot of organizations that did, um, nonprofit organizations, um, educational, as well as, um, health and community aspects. They did a lot with veterans. I, I, you know, I'm a wife of a veteran. I am a wife, I'm a
0: granddaughter,
1: daughter-in-law, daughter, cousin, sister of veterans. Um, And so, you know, having such a heavy um, involvement in the lives of military families and things of that nature um, was also extremely important to me. And so, You know, everybody has their own motivations. I never, I personally never looked at it, um, same as being a part of the NFL, as oh, if I do this, and what am I, this is going to get this for me. Um, I entered it because I really wanted to push myself beyond my comfort zone, as well as um, really become kind of the best me that I thought I could be in a new place and in a, in a, in a community that I didn't know. Um, I had to get uncomfortable so that I could grow in a new community. And to do that as an adult, I think is very hard because you have, especially, you know, I left, when I relocated and left St. Louis, I left St. Louis as a very well-established career woman, community advocate, as well as having many accolades for things that I had done for cool. more than 18 years.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, um, you, like you were saying, you would work, you're working for the governor and yeah. you're established with the cheerleading, uh, community there. Um, you had, you had gone through yeah, two I mean, marriages, from, you know, very well established. Right. It
1: was, it was, it was, it was, it was very hard. And then to come to a place where I, I really had no connections, Um, And so for me, that was my motivation. Now, I do know that, you know, for some people, you know, their motivation is honestly just to have some sort of fellowship with other women. For some people, it's just to have something to do outside of their normal everyday um, for others, it's about, you know, truly becoming um, like self-motivated to make themselves better. Um, and so, you know, there are all sorts of reasons that I think you should do it. I think the most important thing, though, to to think about, and I think it doesn't matter whether it's a Mrs. Pageant, a Miss, a teen, a junior teen, a preteen, princess, whatever it is. Um I think that it's important that if you embark on this type of a journey for yourself, that you are truly doing it for yourself. Um, I think that when you set yourself up to do it, because you think of, if I do this, I'll get this, um, then you kind of set yourself up for the possibility of disaster. Because I do think that you can't pre-anticipate not so much about the winning or the losing, but about what type of gratification that you're going to get from it. And if you aren't, or al- if you're not getting self gratification in the process leading up to it, you're not going to have any kind of gratification whether you win or not.
0: I mean, that makes a lot of sense because you have to assume that at the end of the day, you're going to go home to you loving family and there right. you're all the support that you need. And that right. if you, if you own, if you do win, then it's a plus. And then, and every, right. It's a plus because and at there this point,
1: only be one winner. <laughs> and right. And so, the, but
0: in this point, if you're married, you should have that support at home. I mean, especially, yeah. so, you know, everything else should be a plus. So
1: everything else is, yeah, everything else is just the icing on top. I think, Winning is the icing on top. I can honestly say that you know I remember the moment, and I think um, my um, the 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 uh, my co-competitor who was the first runner-up, who I think is a phenomenal badass woman herself, um, is. I think we both one one of the things I remember the most fondly, and I will it will be the moment that I enjoyed probably the most. I don't, I can al- almost as much as I think I can say, I don't know. It's probably equal to them calling my name, but I remember standing there. And in that moment, I think both of us being the type of people that we are, um, mind you, by the way, she is a Marine and a, <laughs> uh, she says, she awesome. Um, and, um, and an entrepreneur and a business owner herself, but I remember standing there and just thinking that at this point in time, I'm good with whatever happens right now. I'm good with not winning and being Zoe's first runner up. I'm good with what I was completely had because I was happy with myself. I was happy and satisfied and proud of the job that I had done. Um, And not just that night and that day, but we, all the months leading up to competing. I was very proud of the work that I had put in. My family was very proud of the work that I had put in. Um, And so I was thrilled that I was in the position that I was in, but I was so, so at ease with the work that I had done. And so no matter how the chips had fallen, Um, And I know sometimes people say, oh, you can say that because you win. But I, you know, I remember standing there and Zoe can tell you the exact same. We were literally talking to each other. And I remember both of us literally had the same, you know, statement to each other that we were just like, we were both good with however this lands. It was just like, and we said that to each other. We were like, doesn't even matter. At this point, Doesn't even matter. We were holding hands because we thought that either one of us was well-deserving of the honor, and although only one person could win, you know, I was, I, I knelt to her because I thought she was an absolutely phenomenal, I still do, phenomenal woman, and I just feel that at the end of the day, that is what is important. You have to be good with you. You have to be proud of you Um, because, yes, you know, only one person is going to win the crown. Only one person is going to walk away. Um, When I competed in Mrs. America, you know, at the end of the day, you have 52 women on a stage and you're only going to have one winner. (laughs) And you have to be good with that. You have to be good with what you have put forth. And if you can go into that and come out of it, knowing that you did you and that you put forth a hundred percent and more, and you didn't compromise yourself, your ethics, your integrity, and who you are,
0: then you won. Period. You know, as you get older in life, sometimes you've, you forget about stuff so to me it feels like this is just a reaffirmation to remind you that like that you can do this kind of stuff that absolutely take a chance exactly and that that um you know life is fun and 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 knowing that you're okay just being the best mom and the you know best best wife yeah you know possible and being
1: the best you you Just being be the, the best, best, you. best you but then yeah you yeah. know
0: if they do pick your name then you know it's it's an absolute thrill too yeah um, it's
1: a thrill and it's an honor i think i was i was very honored i was very thankful um i was extremely thankful not only to the organization but i was also very thankful to my family and my friends i was fortunate to have about 35 family and friends that were there that night um, because they were on this journey with me too. (laughs) You know, my husband, my children, my parents, you know, my siblings, they were on this journey with me too. And, um, you know, it's, it's not my title to hold. It's a title that I carry, but I carry, the weight of not only, you know, my state or you know um, my district, <laughs> but I also carry with me the weight and the expectations and the mm. um, of of my family, of my friends, of the community, of the organizations because I am representing them. And so every single day, I had to remember um, that I am that representation, even the days that maybe I really didn't feel that great. Um, I am representing. And if I had to, you know, be that this is a job just like anything else. And, um, I took it very seriously and I do, you know, I, I do feel like that it was very appreciated and reciprocated. And, you know, I honored my predecessors. I was very, um, thankful to have them as guides. And as supports, because, you know, as someone who had not done this or been in the pageant foray before, you know, I always look to them, um, especially my direct predecessor, Elaine, for, for guides and tips and who was always there to say, no problem, this is how you handle this. And so, you know, all of that comes into play. And I think that people have to remember that anyone or, you know, if you compete, And if you win, you know, don't forget about and remember to, you know, hold at a high regard um, that community of people that are helping you along the way and who helped you along the way. um, Get there because they're also going to be those people that are going to help you during that 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 year of your reign.
0: Do you think that you would be on the same path in D.C. if it wasn't? for the pageant or do you think you would still be lacking something if it was, if it wasn't for the pageant? Do you think that pageant? Um,
1: I mean, definitely the pageant helped with me, um, immersing myself in the community. I do think that whether or not I would have done the pageant, I would have found a way, (laughs) Okay. um, just because it's who I am. I would have found a way now, you know, that way may have, I mean, I get that, but
0: I get that from a conversation yeah. that you were going to find your way. I would have I mean, found a way. You're, you're, I do you're think so, <laughs> so bully headed and, and confident. And, I'm like,
1: got to gotta do it. However, I am one to yield to the fact that even though I felt like I would have found my way, I think that this is the path that was laid for me to find. And so even though it was an uncomfortable path, Um, In many ways, because it was something that was unfamiliar, I do feel that this was the path that I was meant to take to get to where I am and to doing the things that I'm doing now. So, um, yeah, I do think, you know, of course, of course, I would I wouldn't have just thrown up my hands and said, ah, you know, um, I'm just going to stay in my little bubble. (laughs) Uh But, you know, I definitely do think that, you know, sometimes this is, and I go back again, I, you know, we talked about this a lot during part one is, you know, there are times where things are laid out for you that you may not have chosen um, yourself if it were not brought to you, but, you know, or you may not have gone out. looking. I would have never probably went to the, my laptop and Googled Mrs. DC America if it were not for knowing Laura Um, and her coming, you know, all of these things, all of these pieces fit together for a reason. And I do believe that, yes, you know, absolutely. Um, the being Mrs. DC America, um, 2016 allowed me to get to know people in the entire DMV area, uh, for those people to get to know about me for me to get to share my passions about STEM, about girls excelling in math and science, about, you know, what my passions were for the community and to make myself recognized. One of the biggest honors was that, I mean, I had a flag flown in my honor over the Capitol um, at the uh, request of Congresswoman Norton. Um, And, you know, she recognized that I was passionate and sincere about truly doing the work that needed to be done in order to get people to recognize that, you know, more needs to be done to encourage girls to study math and science and to continue to excel in STEM and STEAM-based things so that they didn't fall off. And, you know, it wasn't just talking the talk, but walking the walk. And so I think that, um, there are many, many reasons that I was meant to go this path in in this way in order to achieve you know what was truly in my heart at the beginning, which was to become a part of the community.
0: I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Now that you've you've finished your year of of being the state title holder and doing your year of service um and really being indoctrinated into the dc community um you started this the show with some of the other contestants so why don't you tell us all about this show and and how things are going (laughs) what's the (laughs) name of the show first of all
1: okay so um, the show that I have which um, started um, at the end of 2016 early 2017 is called good things DC and good things DC came about um, I was actually a guest on the Renee Allen show which is a um, radio a streamed oh well it's a radio podcast that is also a live video cast streamed from WLBS Radio. Um, which is based out of D.C. And um, I was a guest as Mrs. D.C. America during one of her shows. And um, I was actually approached by the owner of the station um, following my interview and in the end of her show um, about possibly if I was interested in creating a show for the station. And um, Well, that's remember... a huge
0: compliment boost because they...
1: Well, they I mean... <laughs> it was... It was interesting. It was okay. interesting. <laughs> I well, I remember uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Beaver, who is the owner of that station. Um, I remember him asking me if I ever had any radio experience, and I I thought it was an odd question because I thought, well, we just talked about all my experience, <laughs> and none of it was radio. So, um, but no,
0: I, it just shows no, how much people. It, well, that just <laughs> well, well just show, it just shows how much people pay attention to, <laughs> and well, it, and, it, and I, I got what he. <laughs> my head but i got what he was saying
1: and you know i well, think what you know because he said he was making a a, a observation that right you seem very comfortable i'm also being really sarcastic
0: too you know but
1: no, i know I, I agree it's That's like that uh you know
0: you know how guys guys don't really pay attention they just exactly it's just exactly. like well we we just read the um you know the cliff notes as they say in college we're we're just reading the cliff notes you know that's exactly like what you said was exactly what was in
1: my head that's how in my head I'm going we just had this whole like interview you didn't (laughs) listen um but yeah so no I hadn't had any radio experience but I was initially I was a little intrigued and I was like "Mm," but I was kind of like well first of all I'm not even done with the rain and I still have like you know a few months left to do things and I'm real busy, Um, you know, I I think at the end of my I the organization as a whole. And so I don't necessarily take credit for it because they worked, you know, as far as a great PR and directorship and and all of that. But, you know, by the time I had um, I had one, we had gotten up to where I, I think by the by the end of my reign, I think I had for the year somewhere around 130, 135 appearances for the year, um, which is a lot <laughs> um, for a Mrs. D.C. I think the, my my predecessor was somewhere around 120. So it, it, it has grown every year, which is, which is great. Um, and that's exactly what it should do. But I was like, yeah, I'm still working a lot. And so, no, this isn't really probably something I want to take on. And I remember... Um, Dr. Renee Allen was like, you know, maybe you should just give a little thought about it because I think it's something that might be good. And so I said, okay, let me think about it and um, maybe I'll take a meeting. And so, which I did. And uh, I brought my husband along because I wanted him to hear the same things that I was hearing so we could kind of hash it out. And, um, you know, one of the things Jeremy had imposed upon me, he said, well, you know, I really want someone who is able to kind of come in and basically do, in a sense, kind of what Renee had done for herself over the years of being there. And really create a community of viewers and listeners all on her own, in her own way, and authentically. And... Um, in something that was different than what was there. And I thought, okay, so basically you're giving me carte blanche of whatever I want to do. That's fine. Um, and then I was also Well, that's a huge compliment.
0: Of, that's a huge compliment well, too, is, because it was a, it was a great one. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Because you, you fully admit that you have no background no. in broadcasting or have a no. journalist uh, degree, for, no. so for Not him to all. give you, he saw some. He saw a gem that needed to be shined. And, and, no, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Like, I'm just. That's okay. why I'm looking at it. like because yeah, he, well gave on, you, think, he gave you. To, he gave you reins to. Me the, to do
1: whatever I wanted. <laughs> and
0: that 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 gives a lot of courage on his side because you yeah. could totally tank his. You know his right. his <laughs> hour. Um, and, right. and you know every Fine. and you know and time time is money so.
1: Time is money and you know, and that was the, also the other part of it is that he said, you know, um," and this wasn't right away, but as, um, as I went into it, he said, well, you know, I want to tell you this only because I think it's something I want you to think about it because um," he's not, you know, because I know not every broadcaster here would be interested in this, but it is something that I could see you might be interested in um, and that would come into play later down the line. So I do, I always thank him and I credit him with, seeing something, as you just said, that I didn't see yet. And, um, you know, he offered me the opportunity to be able to um, not only broadcast from there, but own my show, meaning that I would own all the content, which would allow me to, um, in the future, do with as I pleased. Um, As well as, you know, the studio would obviously be able to... um, distribute the content you know for themselves but i would also have ownership of the content which would mean that if i ended up growing it to something else that i didn't have to go through them in order to utilize any old content or anything that was produced in their studio you know that's a Um, sweet
0: deal you got because i mean going even the beatles had to fight for their (laughs) i mean so i mean you told you and your husband totally worked out a sweet deal there because that's a (laughs) no it's It's great it's a a big thing especially
1: when you're you utilizing someone else's resources resources and times and and they're putting
0: right you know they're putting effort into you right exactly
1: right so we have you know production for our um a board operator and things like that or that's being paid by the radio station um so we i i debuted the show in um March of 2017. um, Actually, I think like a week or two before the 2017 pageant. When I debuted Good Things uh, DC, um, the first episode debuted, it was just myself, uh, one hour show. And the premise of Good Things DC was to be basically a lifestyle talk show where um, we would discuss Basically things, regular things about life. So everything from uh, fashion and beauty, health and wellness, uh, food, travel, all kinds of things. And, you know, basically um, spend an hour talking to or talking about things, people, places that would basically help you to basically be your best self and live your best life. That was basically what I wanted it to be. Um, I wanted it to be something that would always be positive, that would always have um, a positive imprint on those watching and listening, as well as offer a way for people to learn about something in the process. So um, that was always, you know, kind of the mission statement for Good Things CC. Um, about four episodes in, I started to kind of want to bring in some other, um, pieces that would help the show kind of segue into maybe other things. And so I came up with the idea of having um, a beauty and style panel, which debuted on the fourth episode of the first season. And on the beauty and style panel is where you first meet um, the current other two co-hosts of Good Things DC, Mm -hmm. Leia and Britt. And I met Leah and Britt as they were actually 2017 contestants uh, for Mrs. DC America. Um, I met Britt first as she was an early entry, um, entry or an early entry contestant for good things, DC. And uh, we did a couple of events together and uh, just fell in love with her. Just passion for, Not only her family, her two little boys, but just for wanting to be at her very best. And she just seemed, like, fearless of wanting to try new things. And so I just thought she was an absolute doll. Um, Subsequently, Britt had decided later into the competition, uh, into the few months leading up to the competition, to not compete for 2017 um, due to some other um, uh, things that she had with family and right, like, traveling life, and things life like issues. that. Right, right, right. Just, and just like myself, kind of, kind of in, like how in 2015 I was like, ah, she had a little one that was still kind of little, and she was like, maybe I'm biting me off more than I can chew. But uh, we stayed in contact, and um, I met Leia, who actually was a late-entry contestant. To 2017 um who actually ended up becoming mrs dc 2018 and um yes, Le- for whatever reason Leia's i just
0: all- fell in love with yeah, no, yeah yeah so Leia, yeah Leia told us a story that she decided to do it only three months beforehand yes uh, yes and yeah. basically she, she was in dragging, in dragging her dragging her dragging her hand and she said she was just getting trying to get married and they were trying to fit her for for the uh, yes. evening gown, so...
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, like, Leia, um, I met Leia in December of 2016. Uh, the pageant is it was in March of 2017, so that's when she joined the crew. She literally joined right before the deadline. And so, um, but she joined, before, or she joined right after uh, Brit actually decided to pull out. So Brit actually had joined um, the contestant uh, team of 2017 in June. So she was very early and, uh, but she, um, she left in November and then Leah actually came in in December. So I met them at different times. They had actually never met each other. Um, but I met both of them and, um, both of them just left this really huge impression just on my spirit and on my heart. And even though I hadn't talked to them like regularly, Um, leading up to asking them to be a part of this panel, I remember very clearly kind of really searching within myself of like, I wanted to do this and I really had no idea who to ask. Um, And all I could really do was kind of ask God to send me a sign of who, And, you know, I remember waking up one morning and both of them just popped into my mind. And so I sent them both separate emails because they didn't know each other, um, asking them if they would be willing to um, be panelists on this beauty and style panel that I wanted to do um, as a debut episode for the show. They both happened to say yes, which I was ecstatic about. And um they were joined by a friend of mine who is the owner of a model agent modeling agency here in DC. And, uh, that I already knew. And, um, and that's how the beauty and style panel was, was brought about. And after a couple of episodes of them being on the panel, it just all was just like too good to kind of let go. And I formally asked them if they would be interested in being permanent co hosts on the show. Um, And so we wrapped season one of Good Things D.C. uh, of the Beauty and Style panel and with the Beauty and Style panel. And we introduced um, during the summer of or sorry, during the fall of 2017, uh, season two of Good Things D.C., Mm -hmm with the three of us, uh, Kenosha, Leia, and Britt, as we are now in season four or just wrap season four of Good Things DC. And, uh, we became actually one of the top four, uh, viewed shows at WLBS radio. So we were being watched, um, by in over five different continents, 120 different countries, um, I can't even tell you the number of people being streamed that were streaming us. And so we were so excited and just like honored in the way that we were received. And, uh, I would have never in my wildest dreams, like thought that that would have been something that I could have ever done.
0: And that goes back to that one radio, um, producer giving you an opportunity. And now that, now that he has given you the rights, um, if you're okay you're yeah. you're moving on to a bigger studio and a bigger program we and are. you're growing um what do you know what channel you're going to be on or or so we or, are I don't know what the details so you you tell me yeah.
1: Yeah, so so we are moving from radio and, and online streaming to an actual cable network.
0: Awesome. Um, we congratulations. That's such a huge thank thing. You, you thank know, you, thank this you. is because this is a big <laughs> thing because because sometimes <laughs> people is, don't they don't take you legit until I no, mean you can no. get views. Well, There's such a, like a negative connotation for people that are YouTubers, especially in Hollywood. Yeah. So yes. basically you're going from being a YouTuber to a a pro- professional. A, yeah. And And this is is the big, this is the big test because you do, you do have the audience. You just need to demonstrate that audience will come with you. So
1: what comes exactly. And so, and that's kind of the, the risk that, um, that they're taking on us. So we are, our next step is, um, I call it a, um, it's definitely a, a next step, Um, So Mm -hmm. we're going into the regional markets, basically, um, as a a, will be a debut show for the D.C. Office of Cable and Television um, and Film, Music and Entertainment, and um, which would will debut in the spring of 2020. Um, Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. So exciting. We're very excited about it. But yeah, I mean, it has come with a lot of hard work. Um, It's it's basically been three years in, um, you know, four seasons, three years. Um, a lot of waiting, a lot of preparation, a lot of, um, a lot of trust. And I am ultimately, uh, thankful not only for the opportunity, but I also am thankful. You know, I know they always say, we're so thankful that Kenosha, you know, saw, something in us to bring us on and trusted us. But I say, you know, I'm thankful that they trusted me to bring them along on this ride and to, um, to grow with me and to grow good things, DC, because even though, you know, people will say, Oh, it's your baby. I feel like I, from the moment they were there i was like this is our baby and we need to grow this in the way that we need that we want um you know this is you know we are our, our thing in in our you know texts or emails is you know we're the gtdc family and that family is not just you know the three of us um we also have our fourth host which came on during our fourth season um so dj willful which is uh will turner who is actually um a, um, a clinical psychologist. He works for the department of justice. So it's really kind of cool to have, we've got our, you know, our guy of the house now. And, um, it's really nice to have this family of, um, of us, our spouses, our children, our supporters, our friends, you know, people like you, um, who have, you know, seen kind of the, The movement happened as it has gone through and we're just really excited for all of those that, you know, saw something in us, took a chance on us, you know, said, okay, we see what you're trying to do. And they really understood the vision and have never made us or asked us to compromise that. And that's also something that I'm extremely grateful for. Um, You know, I've never been asked to be of anyone other than me. Um, and I think that that has what has propelled good things to where it has been. Um, if you've never, you know, if anyone's ever watched or you've never watched the show, you can see some of the old shows on YouTube. Um, but you know, we are, I, I categorize us as being three very different women who are exactly the same.
0: Um, And I think, (laughs) but I also think that your, but I also think that your story is, is something, that is really important. One, um, yes, you, you you seem to be like an overnight success, but but in all reality, you've been working on this since you were 16 because that going back to what we're talking about in episode one, it goes back to building discipline and time management yeah. and yeah. being part of a team and being a coach because those are all yeah. things that, that you learned being a cheerleader and being and then you apply that to winning a pageant that built a team there and and now on the show um you're you're basically you're the you're you're definitely the producer of the show but you're also the captain but you're also the captain too i mean
1: this is this is something where i say you know i i you know it's funny because i feel i'm kind of that person um I, i i don't publicly i'm not a person who publicly toots myself i guess it is it um it's one thing to kind of have a bio and so a lot of times when people ask me um just recently we were asked to be panelists um we we um had we ran or not ran but we were uh featured panel panelists uh, at the um the first annual AM Latino uh, film festival that happened in Rockville a couple of weeks ago. And we were very <laughs> honored to be a part of that. And uh, they, you know, of course, in asking for bios, it's always funny when I'm not funny, but I, I, I it takes me back for a second. You know, um, I've also been a uh, speaker, a featured speaker with the women in power expo for the last three years. And this past year, I was really excited to ask to speak on a main stage panel about um, uh, imposter syndrome and what that means, especially for uh, entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs. And the thing about it is that, you know, it's something that I go through all the time. And like, I'm sitting writing my bio, you know, that someone asked me to write about Good Things D.C., and, you know, every time I started off with, you know, creator, writer, producer, <laughs> you know, and it's it's not that any of that is not true because that is what I do for the show. Um, but it, it is, it's very humbling because to me, it's just work. It's work that I love and it's work that I found my tribe in Leia and Brit that also love. And, um, that I'm fortunate enough to have the support, um, the unyielding support of, you know, my family, my husband, my daughter, who spent numerous hours trying to teach her mom all about certain things. Mind you, she is a film, a a television and film, um, major and journalism major. So, you know, I got a few pointers from her, but, um, you know, all of these things that have come together, but, Ultimately, once again, this was another moment in life or chapter, as you call it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where I had to leap out of my box and get real uncomfortable. Um, and one of the things that is the common denominator, I think, for all three of us, really all four of us, because including DJ Will, um, all of us are new. We're new to this. So when I brought Leia and Britt in, I, you know, they always joke and say. I have no idea why she wants me there, but what I what I did appreciate was that they said we respected you and loved you so much and trusted you so much that we would have come at whatever calling you asked us to do. And to me, that means more to me than anything. Well, that just shows
0: um, that just shows how much you're such a leader, because any um, any person who's a soldier. Um, that is committed to their leader or to their their squadron would um band together and and do anything they can to to win that task I mean I just saw yeah. I just watched mid midway the movie that came out this week and um they had to band together so they yes for for you to have a team that wants to band you have exactly all the the team that you that you need yeah. to to to, yeah. to win so.
1: And I feel that that is why we have been able to do what we do. I think, um, you know, three things, three major things is that, you know, we are a family. We do things as a family. We, we, we made that choice early on that we this would be, it's an all or none situation. Um, two, that we are, you know, the integrity to what we are, meaning as good things and what that brand is and what we are. And that we choose to never compromise that at whatever cost. Um, we have stayed true to that. And three, that we always, always remember that, you know, at the end of the day, nothing is more important than the bond and the friendship and the family that we've created because of this. And, you know, all three of us, n- none of us are from the area originally. Um, including will, he's been here the longest, but none of us are originally from uh the d c area and I think it's kind of funny because I think at the time that we were all brought together, we were all kind of in a place of I'm not hundred percent sure if this is where I want to stay forever. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be here, but and, you know, you know d c is all in that place it's
0: it's one of those weird the the, <laughs> the places that that DC brings so many different people together and yes. you may not be there for the, your entire life, but it's a right. very interesting and the people that do live here um their entire life or are born and raised Absolutely. are are, Absolutely. are just completely unique um compared yes. to anyone else in the entire country um yes well you, you, I, you, you know I always, you get that more as you travel too when you
1: you do you do you see that and you know like I said I always take to mind um I, I never take for granted the fact that I do believe that things are again blueprinted and designed for us you know my husband always says to me you know our meet you know our meeting our coming together um which included you know, unfortunately, the divorce uh, from my first husband, you know, that's you know, we divorced before we met, but I would have never met my husband now if I hadn't been divorced before. And none of those things are by accident. And I feel that that is the case.
0: We also, you made a point to say that you're very religious and, you know, it was just not the path that God wanted you to go on. So, no, yeah, it and- wasn't,
1: and exactly. and this was this I probably would have never just because of the um not that I would have never lived someplace else, but I do think that because of my loyalty and my connection and my closeness with my family um and because of how I grew up, not that I wouldn't have found a way to be very successful, you know at home and success in my in my definition of success. Um, but you know, I do think that this, you know, in meeting, in meeting him was the push and, you know, who says that it wasn't the push to make good things DC, you know, and that's why, you know, there are always things that are put into motion. Um, I think for every individual, I do think that we as human beings, you know, often kind of thwart those things because some things we're afraid of, you know, trust me, I thought, oh my God, who in the world thinks that I want to get up here and just talk to a single camera and pretend like I'm talking to thousands of people that I don't see. And I've never done they this think, before. And, and
0: they think I'm intelligent. Right. And they think right. I'm intelligent <laughs> and they don't think that I'm a completely mad person. Cause I'm just talking to yeah, exactly, myself.
1: Exactly, you know, Paul, exactly. do you think you're great?
0: Yes, I'm great. Do you think you're great? I'm right, great. Exactly. You're-
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So that was my first thought, but I thought, you know, If I'm supposed to feel this uncomfortable and this is being put in front of me to do that, just like with the pageant, just like with moving here, just like having a six year long distance relationship post a first marriage, you know, gone awry, you know, all of these things, um, that have turned out to be scary, hard, fearful, but yet successful, Um, then, Hey, who am I to, (laughs) to go a different way or, you know, as I guess I can go back in the day and say, sweat the technique. I'm just not the one. So I'm not going to say no to the pathway that, you know, that I'm put on, but yeah, great. Good things is doing good things. Um, we are, you know, really excited about what is to come. Um, we've got, you know, a few more interests in other parts of the nation. Um, and you know, our, 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 our show will be syndicated and, um, uh, uh, in other markets, including, um, right now, I think we've been told, uh, Boston, uh, Miami, Dallas, Chicago, and then possibly one other market other than DC. I mean, that's so uh, so
0: exciting. Um, is there any thoughts, um, to do any, like meetups with your fans or to do any public appearances or just oh,
1: absolutely. To... So we'll be doing some things. I think, um, over the next few weeks, um, we're going to definitely take advantage of our breaks because we always say when we have these breaks that we're going to take advantage and we're going to rest and, we're, and then we end up like doing a thousand other things and it doesn't feel like a break at all. However, um, one of the things that has always been a staple for good things DC has been um, our yearly holiday special that we always do good things after dark, which has always been um, a taped holiday show that we would do for the uh, station. And so I think what we would like to do this year, we're definitely going to do, um, we had people say, oh, wait a minute, you're ending WLBS before you're beginning the other thing. What about the Christmas show? Everybody remembers the holiday show. We're like, well, okay, so I think we're gonna do um, good things after dark, but I think we're gonna um, look to do it someplace and host it someplace where we can have um, actually a live uh, a live feed. We're gonna do it as a live broadcast. Um, we haven't decided all the mediums that we're going to do it in. We have a couple of options that have been presented to us, but where we can actually um, invite some of our um, local kind of fans and family and people that supporters to kind of come and uh, do it with us and enjoy it with us and have a, and have a good time as our official send off from radio and introduction to TV.
0: Well, that's really exciting because yeah. um, uh, that was the other thing I was I was wondering uh, were you interested in also doing some of the shows uh, live to tape or and, and have a, have an audience or have a studio audience in any of your shows in the future as well? Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah, we, it's set up. I mean, the this the um the DC studio, the Ducey uh, station, is set up for. Live audiences with some tapings, they prefer not to have them obvi- for obvious reasons. Um, every now and again, when they do host, um, we they do have some you know celebrities that national celebrities that come in to do some of the shows that are taped there, uh, such as um, the 202 um, as well as some of the other shows that are taped directly out of that studio. Um, they will have a studio audience, uh, for like you know musical guests and things of that nature, however sometimes um, depending on if they are con- it's a, a controlled studio guest which meaning that they have a specific invitation to come and watch the taping um, they usually prefer not to of course. <laughs> just so that they don't have to retape um, and so honestly and that's that's a funny question because that's probably the newest aspect for us is because we have been so accustomed to doing our show live that, um, now that we actually don't have, live, but when, uh, I will say that I give kudos to my team. Um, this is one of the things that I think that we were being groomed for, uh, during our, we have had our first, uh, pilot run through and one of the last things that the production, um, the producer for the studio and the production, leader said was that, you know, we think you, we like you guys more off teleprompter than on teleprompter, which means that oh, I they love like that. just yeah. as we are. Yeah. So we, uh, we did both just to kind of see and they said, no, we like, we like your energy just as it is. And so that was also, um, just a compliment, um, a compliment to definitely to me as a, as, as a writer, but also a compliment to my team and a compliment to what we have done because, to have someone say, "Not only we like what you're doing, we want to produce you, but we want to produce you just as you are," um, was just the probably one of the biggest compliments that that I could that I could. Oh, receive. absolutely! And, because um, that's not the yeah.
0: norm. The norm is usually yeah. they want to conform you to the, yeah. the constraints that they want you to. <laughs> so for yes. them to give yes. you that rank it just you really are getting these ease the uh, good opportunity and people are giving opportunities and that's, that's what you need in life is you need someone, Yes, you know, and I know based, based on our friendship that you pass, you, when you get opportunities, you pass those opportunities on to other people. So always, and always. so that's one of the things that I've, I do appreciate from our friendship always. that we've, yeah. Yeah. So, well,
1: and, that, and that's just something that I've always, I think, um, My family, my parents, you know, they've just instilled in us, not necessarily just from telling us um, my husband is, was raised the same way. His parents are the same way. Um, You know, it means I've always felt that, yes, it's great to have success for yourself. It's great to accomplish things on your own. Um, I've always been very fortunate to obviously have a large family to share my successes with, as well as my failures. Um, But it, it just means so much more to me to have others and to be around others. And I would give anything to get, you know, my team, my family, my friends to a next level, I'm the first person in line to say, how can I get you there? Because, you know, I just feel that it's just, it's just what we're supposed to do as human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, if we don't do that for each other um, and sometimes you need to do that, even if you don't know how you're going to do it, but you know, it's just that person knowing that you are on their team um, and that you are there for them. Um, you know, that's just, that's all that counts. And I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's usually never a second thought that this is, you know, just like I told, it, I, I told them from the get-go. And, you know, I think that was something that they knew and they knew that I was genuine about in my spirit that even from the, the moment that they stepped foot on Good Things DC, I said, you know, look, whatever happens here now from this point on is ours. You know, it's not just mine, it's ours. And this success is our success because, um, it wouldn't be without all of us. We are good things DC. And, you know, we were told that by the president of the, um, of the, of the OCT, OCT FME, that, you know, there is no good things without Britt, Leia, and Kenosha. And, um, that again is another compliment to who we are because that means that we made that connection with other people of, so that they see that this is a, this is truly a genuine, um, family of, you know, wanting to, to deliver this, this goodness out in the world, you know? And so, but we do it in our most authentic selves, and that is, um,
0: that's and that's the apparent. Only way we know how to be. And, the, and that's apparent. And, <laughs> that, and it yeah. comes off genuine because that's why so many people tune in. So, I mean, yeah. So, uh, what you I, get is what you see. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I've taken up. I've taken up more than a gracious amount of your time, but no, I, no. I, I hope you only the best. And we know thank that your you. show. We know your show is going to do very well. And thank you, thank uh, I you. thank you so much. Um, I hope everyone enjoys this two part special and, um, and I really do appreciate you coming on the show and really explaining why, um, they should turn into your, your shoe and, um, Excellent. please, and all of her information, uh, her show, uh, it's all going to yep. be in her bio at the, at the, at the end of the show guys. So just tune yep. in and, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Paul. I had a great time and thank you all for listening
0: what an incredible two-hour special um what a special person you you only give someone who really has so much to tell um an opportunity to speak that long because someone who's got something to say and it's important she wants to help people and she really believes in paying it forward you know this is someone who's so successful but success means so much more that she wants to help people and you can just tell just having this conversation that the w- way she believes is that success is by helping other people. Um, she has a beautiful family but and she has all these other line of successes but she really wants to help other people and she wants to tell her story. She wants people to be successful themselves. Thank you so much Kenosha for your two hour plus um, informative talk and we appreciate your time. If you have enjoyed this two-part special, I can't enough to encourage you. I know that there's 84% of my followers, of my listeners, that are not subscribed on YouTube. It would be a huge uh, appreciation if you guys could either give us a like or at least give us a subscribe. I really appreciate the time and effort for you guys to listen to our show, and I would love for you guys to please subscribe. Again, we are both on iTunes and on YouTube and we would appreciate you guys giving us a comment and giving us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Either way is a positive notation in my mind. We love feedback. Please let us know what you're thinking of the show and always stay tuned. And please have a safe, amazing Thanksgiving and holiday weekend.